0: God is good all the time. time. Amen. I want to preach a little while this morning on which side is your home? Which side is your home? There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, For I have five brothers. Let them warn them, that so they will not also come to this place to torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. Now, now, Father Abraham said, But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone raises from the dead. Dead. This time we would like to go to God in prayer. Josh, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? You may be seated. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. Which side is your home? We live in a place today that seemingly a lot of people try to hide all their problems and issues, don't they? Want to handle everything themselves, want to do everything the way that they think that they can do it, and a lot of folks say, if I look good on the outside, then everything's good, but I sometimes think that we need to look more than just on the outside, don't we? Because one of the things we all know is today, and I've said this many, many times, we all have problems and issues, don't we? We all have things we deal with, things that are with us constantly over and over again in our lives. There's only two people that really knows you. You know that? Some folks may say, well, my spouse knows me. Well, yes, your spouse knows you pretty well, but she don't, he or she does not know you completely, do they? Some folks may say, well, my kids know me better than anybody else. Well, your kids know you, but they don't know everything about you. There's only really two people that know completely about you. That's you and who? And God. You and God. And we sort of changes that every, every day. God knows what happens every day in your life. You know what happens every day in your life and how you deal with all those things. We have learned a lot over the years about some of the things that we know are good, some things that are bad, some things that we allow into our lives, and th- some things we don't allow into our lives. I believe we all have a little good in our lives. Amen. I also think sometimes we have a whole lot of bad in our lives too, don't we? We let those things creep into our lives and things happen in our lives. I love the story of Lazarus and the rich man. When I talk about which side is your home, that's pretty much what the story of Lazarus and the rich man is all about. Making that decision not only here. I love being on this place. I love being with you all. I love being your preacher. I've enjoyed doing that for a bunch of, bunch of years. I enjoy being married to my wife. I enjoy my grandkids. I enjoy all the things that are going on in this world. But I am so glad to know today that not only am I taken care of on this world, but I'm also taken care of in the world to come. And that's what we have to decide today. Which side is your home? Which side is your? are you living for this world Are you living for that world to come? So let's look at the story of Lazarus and the rich man. First of all, in the eyes of the world, how did they see Lazarus? There in verse 20 and 21 it says, At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his Sores. Think about the life of Lazarus when he was living on this earth. Sounds pretty pitiful, doesn't it? Laying, at the, laying flat of his back for days upon days, being a beggar and asking for others to, to help them. And the scripture not only says that, he had sores all over his body. No one seemed to care. I'm sure when folks walked by Lazarus, they would just look at him and go, thank God what? Thank God that's not me. Thank God I can look down at him and see what's going on and say to myself, I'm glad that's not me. And then just walk on by and don't think, think a single thing about Lazarus. What do you think Lazarus is thinking? Please, somebody help me. Just give me one moment of peace. Give me one moment of realizing and having somebody that cares for me, somebody that goes, Out of their way for me. I don't know if any of the rest of you have ever laid flat on your back for a few days. Well, I got to do that for three months, and let me tell you what—that's no fun. And I remember laying flat on my back because there was a big reason. Anything that I wanted to do—I mean, anything that I wanted to do—I had to have somebody come and help me. Let me tell you, there's a lot of things that can. Strip you you of your dignity. But that's one of those things that could happen. And I remember even after that, I would try to get up and walk by myself. Sheila's blood pressure through the roof because she thought I was going to fall down. I'd get my little walker out and try to walk down the hall. And I would see those looks from people. Look at him. Wonder what's wrong with him. Wonder why he can't walk by himself. Then I moved up to the cane. That was a big one just to be able to walk a few steps on the cane, and then finally took a few steps by, my, by myself. But I can sort of relate just a little bit to Lazarus as everybody just sort of looked at him and says, well, I'm glad that's not me. I'm glad that I'm not dealing with any of those type of situations. And Lazarus must have thought, if somehow, some way, I can just have a little relief. What did the life of the rich man on this side of the world look like? Well, If you look over there in verse 19, it says, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. Can't you just sort of see him walking around with his nose up in the air? I'm better than you. I'm better than everybody else. I've got more money than anybody else. I've got more possessions than anybody else. Everybody knows my name. I don't have to ask help from nobody. Nobody, I really don't care what anybody else thinks about me because if I love myself and I'm doing it my way, then everything is great. And I'm sure he thought that nothing could ever touch him. Nothing could ever bother him because he had everything. And I'm sure a lot of people, you remember, a lot of people would look down at little Lazarus, and they would say, I'm glad that's what? Not me. I'm sure a lot of people looked at the rich man and said, what? I wish that was me. I wish I had everything that he has. And I'm sure he went through life, didn't worry anything about serving God, did he? Didn't worry or heard about Jesus or heard all of those things. And I'm sure he never took a second thought about, well, you know, My life, one of these days, is going to end. One of these days, I heard this morning on TV, it said in 2089, there's a chance that a big meteor is going to hit the United States or somewhere in the world. And I looked at Sheila and I said, well, honey, we don't have to worry about that because I'm not going to be around in 2089. Amen? But one of these days, all of us are going to take our last breath. One of these days, we're all going to have to be accountable for what? For what we are doing when? Right now. And how we are living our life. We don't know for sure when it happened, but somehow Lazarus must have talked to God, mustn't he? Somehow Lazarus must have had to take the step and said, God, I know I'm not much. I know I'm not well-respected, I don't have a lot of money, I don't have no money, I don't have anything, God. All I can offer you, God, is what? Myself, and my heart. It's all I can do, God. But Lazarus somehow decided to turn that life over to God and know that when his life ended, there was something extra special. But the rich man never did, did he? He just lived his life however he wanted. There's a lot of people living that life today, aren't they? They don't care about anybody else. They don't care what anybody else thinks. They don't care what God thinks about them. All they care is they have everything they want and everything that they will ever need. There Also, we see, we have to all decide which side is our home. Praise be to God today. When you take your last breath in this world, it's not the end. Amen? Because when you are a Christian, it is what? Just beginning. It is not the end. You are just receiving that new life and filling the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lazarus, the Scripture says, passed away, and also the rich man did as well. But this is sort of where the story, where the coin sort of flips on the other side a little bit, doesn't he? Remember? The rich man had everything on this world, didn't he? Everything he ever thought he needed. And Lazarus had what? Nothing. Had nothing. Lazarus didn't have nothing. Well, after Lazarus' last breath, which side did he wake up on? There in... Verse 22, it says, The the time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. Let's think about that. When Lazarus woke up, what did he see? He saw that wonderful place called what? Heaven. No longer was Lazarus laying flat on his back. What was he doing? I would say he was dancing a little jig a little bit, Right? Look at all the wonderful things he was seeing, all the wonderful people that was there. And not only that, now Lazarus was with Jesus and serving God and filling God's presence there on that very, very, very day. And all of those things that was so bad, all of those things that was so bad for Lazarus now was so what? So perfect and so good. Everything was wonderful. And I'm sure Lazarus, when he woke up in that new place called heaven, all of the things that had went on on the, on the other side of heaven as he laid there at the city gate and as people looked at him and all the sores that he had and all the days that he went by without anything to eat and all the health problems that he had, I'm sure he didn't have to worry about what? any of those no more. Because now he was with the great physician. The great physician was going to take care of him every day, and he didn't have any more worries. think on the other side with me. After the rich man's last breath, which side did he wake up on? Over there in verse 23 it says, The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment... He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. One of the things we can say about hell, it's a completely opposite in that place called heaven, isn't it? All the things you think great about heaven, in hell all of those things are just as bad on the other spectrum, aren't they? When the rich man woke up, it didn't matter how much money he had in the bank, did it? It didn't matter how many times... He walked by and people patted him on the back and told him how great he was and how wonderful he was and all these type of things. It didn't matter anymore because the rich man had lived for this earth. He had not lived for what? For eternity. He had not made that decision to turn his heart and his life over to God. Praise be to God, I know I'm never going to have to wake up in that place called hell. Aren't you glad you aren't? Aren't you glad you have salvation in your life? But you know what? You have to make sure of that, don't you? You have to not say, well, Brother Paul, you can't just give that lip service and say, well, Brother Paul, I'm doing my best. I hope someday I can have that salvation in my life. I'm just not ready for that because look what happened to that rich man. He thought he had it all. He thought everything was peaches and cream and he didn't have to worry about anything else. But when that last breath was taken from him, look what happened. Remember there, we reap what we sow, don't we? Look at verses 25 through 26. But Abraham replied, Son, remember in your lifetime you received good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you is a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot nor can anyone cross over from there to us. After your last breath, you could not change. Make sure you hear this from me this morning. If you don't hear anything else. After your last breath, you cannot change the place you're going. You realize that? That's everlasting what? It's too late. After that last breath, you reap what you sow. There's no changing that. You can't say, well... I want to do-over. I want to try my best to change my life. No. You have to realize that when that last breath is taken from your body, there's only two places you go. And what are those? Heaven? Or what? Or hell? Where will you spend your eternity? Well, the rich man says, well, you know, maybe it's too late for me but could you send somebody to go talk to my five brothers? Could you send somebody to go talk to the rest of my family? Could you send somebody to go talk to my friends and others that need salvation in their life? You know, folks, I think we all can say today, I can say it. We all know people that need Christ, don't we? We all know people that have not made that decision. We, we all know a lot of people that's living their life like the rich man, aren't they? Doing whatever they want, saying whatever they want to say, going wherever they want to say, hurting whoever they want to hurt. And they not turn their heart and life over to Christ. But I truly believe, I want all of us, no matter who you are, I want all of us to be in heaven, don't you? And I want all of us to have the chance to talk to somebody. And the rich man says, please send somebody back. Send Lazarus back. They'll believe Lazarus. They know who Lazarus is. They probably walked by Lazarus just like he did. And they probably looked down at Lazarus and said terrible things about Lazarus. But please send Lazarus back because they will listen to him. They will listen to Lazarus and Lazarus will be able to help them not to cause them to come to this terrible place than the place that I am. What's the Scripture say? No. They're going to have their own chance. They're going to have their own chance to turn their heart and life over to Christ. Which place is your home? Today, I, I think I can relate a whole more, lot more to Lazarus than I can to Rich Man, don't you? Because this world's not easy. This world is not all things that we love to talk about all the time in our life. There's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be struggles in your life. There's going to be things that are happening in your life. But for us Christians, we have hope, don't we? We have the hope of Lazarus. We know that this too shall pass. Everything's going to be alright. Because when this world ends, heaven is going to be my home. Also on the other end of the spectrum... Make sure that your name doesn't go along with that rich man. But make sure that you know that your heart and life is talk is in the place it needs to be, in that place in the resting arms of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But also today, what do we learn from the rich man? It's important for us to get our house in order, but it's also for us important for us to be able to help others that we love to get their house in order. In, their, in order as well. So share that salvation to yourself and also share that salvation with others. I love the story of Lazarus and the rich man. How that when we leave this world, we're going to have fuller riches, aren't we? We're going to feel that glory of God and be reunited with all of our family. Let's just make sure you're a part of that family today as well. If you need to turn your heart and life over to Christ or anything that Jesus has talked to you about today, we invite you to come. As we have a closing song, Joe Laura.